Martin, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to me today. Absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> all the time in the world. Thank you very much. I um, I read um, the review from you. It's um, I like what you're writing <laughs> about us. Well, so be, being an American, like we can butcher any any like European language, <laughs> and I am sure we say things completely wrong, and I'm sure that we say band names wrong. Is is it lycanthropy? Uh, well, we haven't uh, really thought about uh, international um, how you can say it. We we say lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. Okay. Yeah. So that was my and, other uh, second guess. In the Swedish way, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a Swedish English, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, English Americans, we basically try to say things the way they're spelt, and yeah. I also know that coming, you know, being that I have a lot of European friends who have bands, you know, in Sweden, Finland, and the UK, and whatnot, that it's not always what you, what it looks like, and so I always go, well, let me just be safe and say what it looks like, <laughs> and usually I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine with the, the American um, spoken of lycanthropy anyway, so you, you can do what you want there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like I like lycanthropy better, so because now that I know how to properly say it, I can correct people. Sounds good. <laughs> so one of the questions, well, actually, not so much a question, but uh, lycanthropy has become one of my favorite bands probably in the last decade or so because. You guys and gals actually are have done something that I feel like is really different. And you've combined so many influences. Like I hear the harmony aspect of Fleetwood Mac in there. But then I also hear like the musical, you know, uh, the musical harmony and melodies of bands like, you know, the Mamas and the Papas and that kind of 60s California folk rock type stuff. Mm. Am I, am I too, am I, am I close in feeling yeah. that some you, of your influences? I can, I can say you're quite close because if I am, well, I can say like this. I grew up with my, my mother's records, vinyls, um, and most of the records were from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. Probably most most 60s and 70s. And it's, um, well, it's combined, you know, 60s and 70s. Those two decades has um, uh, been the big inspiration in the young teen age of uh, both me and uh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's basically the red line in the writing. Also, we have some. If you if you see it as um, puzzles, you you take a little bit of inspiration here and there, and mm-hmm. well. It became lycanthropy songs <laughs> in the end. So that's but one of the also. Th- oh, I'm sorry, but also, I must say, it's it's um, when we do the writing, the songs, 
um, me from in my point of this I haven't been listening to so much music in the well about six seven years when I do the writing for lycanthropy it's more coming from the inside and probably from my childhood actually Mm -hmm. both um, the lyrics and probably the music also because it had an effect on me when I when I was a teen, you know. Do you understand? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> as, as a writer, I feel like at least for me personally, I find myself channeling a lot of things from my past and from you know past influences. And I also, even though I listen to a lot of music, I don't find that a lot of the music that I listen to necessarily influences what, how I write or play, you know? And so yeah. th- that's kind of what I was feeling like you were trying to say a little bit. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> and, you know, you were talking about yeah. uh, the, the, the overall just uh, writing aspect of it. And one of the things that I've always, or that, since I've been a fan that I've been really intrigued with is the, subject matter of the lyrics uh they always seem to be somewhat dark but not depressing dark and maybe even at times kind of i don't know, like esoteric at times uh hmm. and i feel like yeah. and i feel like that 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 some people would even be you know quick to put a label on lycanthropy and call you like a cult rock or something is that a fair description or is that yes it is yes, it okay is. okay yeah can you tell me a little more We'd about like... that yeah absolutely for the f- um the first thing that comes up in my mind um with my songs and um, the the background i love horror movies and i love nighttime Mm-hmm. more than daytime you know and <laughs> every sense in the body works better at nighttime actually and i i've been working in the industrial business for well soon two decades mm-hmm. and uh, many graveyard shifts and um, i i write some songs i have wrote many songs actually during that time <laughs> there's something in late hours yeah there's something um i, th- I think I, I was i was talking with uh your your co-singer my and one day and i was telling her that how much i said i love gray days and i love you know um when it's kind of cool and I, I like the dark because there's something about it that just seems to spark creativity. And maybe it's because you have to look a little harder, if that makes sense, mm. like in the night. Like, I feel like you have to use your senses more than in the daytime when it's well Absolutely. and you know, everything is easy to get around. But if you're going for a walk at night, you have to be more aware of things. And I feel like that kind of sparks that creativity, at least in me, it does. Yeah, I am absolutely right for me too. Um, for a few years ago, I went with my girlfriend to, we were 
in Florida for six weeks. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, and I I fell in love actually with the the sounds of the nights, you know, and the smell and the the warm and the moisture, <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's completely completely dif- dif- different than the Swedish. We have more. It's more dry, cold. In the summertime, also, but um, well, it's another kind of life. Yeah, night times there versus northern. Um, so I had some inspiration actually over at your place. <laughs> well, so that's what I was going to ask you. So you know, like. I've read interviews with, you know, like old interviews, say with like Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, bands like that. And they talk about how the geographic setting of where they grew up or where they're from, you know, being industrial and dark and kind of dirty at times Mm. was, you know, a reflection in their songs. That's what really kind of inspired that dark heaviness. So Mm. what did you take away from being in Florida? Because... As a person who lives in Georgia, like I hate the heat and the, and the moisture. And the like I, yeah, like I actually, understand. my, my friends always joke around and say I should live in Sweden or Finland. You mm-hmm. know? So, what did you take away from being in Florida as far as an influence? And did did it feel like a more positive kind of influence, or was it like a, a different kind of dark? Um. It's positive, absolutely, but it's like um, it's like a little piece of puzzle. Um, you can't hear it in the music, but um, it's a strong feeling you get close to nature. And well, it's hard to explain actually, but I I really love your country. But I hate the infrastructure and mm. all the roads, you know. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> we, we hate the roads here. <laughs> Maybe I don't like the, um, the climate, you know, people's climate. Mm-hmm. Um, more only focused on... I, I went for several walks in um, you can't walk everywhere because then you end up dead probably but (laughs) 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 but i went for some uh, adventures and um, it blew my mind actually what a nice um, what nice natures you got there and alligators and stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's that's where you end up dead (laughs) (laughs) we went to a place called circle b bar oh never it's a it's a it's a trail actually but uh, Uh you have uh, alligators very close by the trail so better watch where you put your feet (laughs) actually (laughs) i'm sure that was a big difference coming from sweden where you're like oh my god there's alligators like five feet away from me yeah lots lots of snakes also (laughs) um but uh well it's nature 
you, sh- you shouldn't complain. So, <laughs> you know, ho- home is home, no matter what. It like you know, and I feel like wherever you go, there's always going to be something about it you, you that makes you miss where you're from. Yeah, I, I went to the UK for the first time earlier this year. Went to uh, London with my wife, and yeah. I fell in love with London. Like I just loved it. I loved the weather. I loved just the people, but. Yeah. I found myself after a while getting a little claustrophobic and like where we live here in the southeast, everything is very kind of spread out. You know, there's like a yeah. lot of space and whatnot. And when I was in London, I felt like everything was very tight. And so after about three days, I was like, OK, yeah, I like it here, but I'm ready for some quiet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm ready to go back yeah. to, the, to the woods where I live, you know. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I understand you. It's uh, very compact. London, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, well, M- multicultural compact. <laughs> oh, it re- it really is. And like, I've never been to Sweden, and I was. We were supposed to go this year, and obviously with the pandemic, we weren't able to go. But I've always been yeah. fascinated by Sweden, especially because most of my favorite bands are Swedish, and. Um, to kind of go back to what we were talking about, you were talking about like the geographic settings and stuff like that kind of influencing. Um, I was trying to break down the name Lycanthropy and is, is, is there any connection there to the lichen, which, or the lichen, which is the shapeshifter, uh, the werewolf? Well, in some, some way it is, but mostly when we, we talk about songs, mm-hmm. actually, uh, transformation of songs, or I should put it in another word. For me, a song could be like a book, you know, full of chapters. Right. And um, that kind of transformation is actually what I'm, what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> well. Well, so not that, yeah. uh, not the tr- transformation. Thinking you're a wolf. <laughs> no, I totally see what you're saying. But I li- yeah, yeah. But I like the what it stands for also mm-hmm. because, as I told you, I love uh, horror movies and so, or did actually. Well, I do still. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what is the tropey part of the name? Like, what, what, what is? I mean, if you had to kind of, you know, uh, like define that specific word, because I couldn't find that as a proper word when I was trying to look it up. Like, what does that combined mean? Well, it means a man in a sickness, kind of. Um, he thinks he think of himself being becoming a werewolf that's the state the sickness state he's mm-hmm. he's in actually so that's what it um well <laughs> that's about it oh, i think okay yeah no no that totally makes sense though because you know i think if you wanted to even kind of get a little cosmic or psychedelic to describe it. I feel like you're right. Is that in the sense of a song being written, 
you know, it starts out, it really is like an evolution or like you said, like a transformation. It, you know, it starts mm-hmm. with, it starts with an idea and then it transforms into, you know, something that gets written to paper and then it transforms again into something that's more formulaic and then it transforms into a song so it really is a shape-shifting of sorts yeah and that's uh, even when we we when we come up with the the skeleton of a song or or the basic idea of it and it's turns out like this flower you know with the all the members in the band putting all their effort in mm-hmm. to it and um, so it can it well the song could sound not like <laughs> what you were thinking from the beginning mm-hmm. it can turn out to a whole different song when we have been improvising and yeah putting our heads together <laughs> to me as a, as or, a song or the heart heart and soul together oh mostly the heads outside sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that makes sense because to me you know when i write a song and i bring it to my band like i would say maybe 97 percent of the time it doesn't sound like the way it did when it was just me and my guitar and writing the song. And to me, that's the best part about it because like you said, everybody puts their own piece into it so that when that song is collectively played, everybody has a connection to the song. So how is the song? That's the best way of uh, doing songs and uh, having fun together, actually. Oh yeah. I totally agree because to me it's very inclusive, you know? So being talking about the songwriting process, like how does that generally work in the band? Well, in, it works out well <laughs> in, in different uh, shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two albums, actually, I wrote about every song except two songs on Spiritosa mm-hmm. that Thomas did. But um, that's because I had all those songs in my back head. <laughs> uh, so we had a lot of um, materi- material to put in those first records. And the new one, Tales to be Told, it's uh, all new songs that we wrote together, me and Thomas. We split uh, that record, actually, four songs each. And uh, everyone in the band was working together with those songs, putting their stuff in and uh, even some lyric parts. And so, Mm -hmm. so that's the best way, as we were talking about earlier, to work together. The first two albums wasn't was a bit different, but Mm -hmm. um, we, yeah, we put it to reality together (laughs) well that's one of the things i noticed was that with uh tales to be told well first off easily my favorite record of the year hands down Mm. the best record i've heard this year and in listening to the debut album and then the spiritoso and then this one like with tales to be told there definitely seems or at least i can feel that there is 
a growth mm. to the album. And I think that that's kind of what you're saying. So do you think that that growth in your sound comes from a more collaborative effort? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also Thomas has um, recorded and produced the album. So he had put all his love into it before we, on the other two albums we did it um, we did the recording for about i think it took uh, it took four days oh wow and um, yeah and uh, not so long time not so long um, mix time and uh, the master and so so this tales to be told it took a longer time for him to to be finished with uh, mm-hmm. but um yeah you can hear you can hear a difference but i think it's uh, at the same time i hear the red l- line on uh, all the albums actually but mm-hmm. i also think it's the best it's my top of those three albums, it's the best album, in my opinion. Oh, I totally agree because, like I said, mm. you know, you know, the first album being that that I heard, you know, being Spiritoso, Osa, and um, that really opened the door for me to go back and listen to the first one, and then I found myself just loving them both. But with this, with Tales to Be Told, there definitely also seemed to be a lot more of a. Uh, how do I how do I say it to make sense? It it, it kind of sounded more like there were some conceptual stories to the songs more so than yeah. the first two, and like mm. to me the standout track as far as you know, you know I've got two favorites off that album. One of them is now I am going to try to say this and I bet I'm going to ruin it. Is it come to me? You? Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did. Okay, good. Now now I can be Swedish. Okay. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <you can. laughs> well, so the, the seven seven minute long song, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a sucker for those songs because I I love you know, it, it, in a seven minute song, it can go one of two ways. It can be really redundant and boring or it can be yeah. like this like I could hear more of this and one of the things I loved about the album so translated the song means uh, the title is come take me out and and so it also is accompanied by this really beautiful but haunting video and Mm. I read somewhere where you said that it was inspired by uh uh, a movie a vampire movie called only lovers left Left alive. Left alive. Left alive. Um, yeah, well, till the Swinton, twenty thirteen, it was made. Well, so, it, you know, I know that sometimes when we write songs, because again, I do the same thing too. Is that if 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 you write a song that's got some sort of a f- fictitious kind of influence to the story, sometimes we interject something in there that's of of a personal thing to kind mm. of connect with it. Is there any part of that song that has a personal tie-in for you, or was it completely just based off this storyline of the movie? Well, it's... um, I didn't think so much about the movie, 
when I did the song, I was inspired of it, of course, but uh, I made um, my own tale <laughs> or um, um, well, it was inspiration, of course, but mostly I, I love in on that movie, I love the form and the, the, the uh, it's a two vampire lovers that is stuck in time, you know. Mm-hmm. Either you commit suicide or you live with the timelessness. And the timelessness is uh, fascination. I'm fasc- fascinated. Well, how do you pronounce it? I'm f- it's fasc- fascination. Oh. <laughs> My fascination no, yeah, for yeah, 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 timelessness. Yeah. Right, right. No, you said oh, it right. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, my English isn't so good, but oh gosh, it, let's it's work better. on it. Hey, it's better than most people here. I guarantee you. It's You're doing great. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but no, I mean, I just well, thought that that was such an incredible song. But one of the things, but the video again, was that was something to me that was, you know, in a time you know, in this day and age where music videos don't really exist much. And if they do, they're very simple, but this really seems Mm -hmm. to be kind of very artistic in my opinion. So was, was the concept of the video something that you guys came up with yourself or was that come from? We had the, we had some, we had the storyboard actually, Uh, but um, the filmer, uh, he had some ideas him, for himself also to put in, and uh, so we worked together. Mm-hmm. And voila! <laughs> you know, it even made me think that. I mean, and of course, this is kind of just how I think. I always think in big kind of stoner ideas. You know, um, is that watching that video almost made me feel like that there could be somewhat of a thematic movie to the album in general. Um, and Lick and Trubi is obviously a very visual band too, in that sense. Have you ever thought about doing something like that? Like maybe like a film based on an album or something like that? Or No, we haven't. But uh, now that you mention, why not do it? <laughs> Give me credit for it though, yeah. if you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you could uh, be... A part of it, also. Oh, I, I can play a small role in it somewhere. A werewolf. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I am, I am, I am big a and Georgian hairy, so. werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I can say, I'm going to come get y'all. Rawr. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Rawr. You know, so. Yeah. Well, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I got the job. I got. I'm so excited. My wife will be ecstatic. You know. Um, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> well, so the uh, the other song that really uh, hit me really hard in a good way was the Axis of Margaret, which was written by Thomas, uh, the bass yeah. player, and it was written about the death of his mother, and kind of like yeah. what led up to that. And, you know, like one of the things I was curious about was that it, it, you know, there has to be a lot of trust with, with people in a band to share a story that is that Mm. personal. So like, you know, 
like not only to share it with the band but with the public so what was your reaction when when thomas brought that story a story like that in like was there like a sense of are you sure you well, want to do this kind of thing in the band you mean or well yeah, we were like band, a family yeah. in the band of course yeah. mm-hmm. we we love each other deeply <laughs> so well it was it was much feelings of course and you know but uh, i for him to uh, and um, the the exploitation of for when people uh, talk about the song and so mm-hmm. he wasn't actually thinking so much about the consequence consequences mm-hmm. he he had to get it out you know from his chest and so and so that was his way of doing that actually because you know one of the things i always think of uh, when i write a song is that or like whenever i hear somebody's song that i really like is that once you've written a song and you've recorded it it no longer just belongs to you like you've given that to the general public and for for a subject that that's that personal it must be scary but at the same time kind of like ah oh, i'm so glad i got to get that release <laughs> yes exactly mm. yeah so you're we don't think i to answer your question uh, mainly we don't think so much about the consequences of it mm-hmm. more uh, more firm on um, using the heart and soul to put uh, songs out mm-hmm. for you actually that's that's the priority otherwise you can um, do something else play tennis or what <laughs> <laughs> well because you know i mean to me that's part of what i think drew me to uh look and Trippy's, uh sound and music was that there is a certain amount or a very heavy amount i should say of emotion and yeah uh, and 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 like i said there's there's some darkness there but then there's some like it's almost like a comforting darkness that slightly makes me uncomfortable, but in a good way, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you know, and and I love that because that to me is a sound that you can't fake, that it comes, you know, very natural. And the thing that I think really ties it together, obviously, is the vocal harmony between you and the other vocalist, uh, my Shaolin. Me. Yeah. yeah. Me, Shaolin. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, like th- your two voices are so lush together. Like, did that come very naturally or did you two have to really work hard to kind of connect with each other vocally? Naturally. Mm-hmm. It came easy actually. Uh, <laughs> well, there was no other way. <laughs> well, I mean, cause we did we didn't we didn't fight too hard to. Well, we want to sing both of us, mm-hmm. but um, on this album, me has uh, more more uh, space. Mm-hmm. I have only I think I only sing I'm only singing on two songs mm-hmm. I think. 
Well, so I don't remember. How, <laughs> so, how, how do you decide who sings what? Is it kind of based on the the feel of who's? Yeah. Like in other words, like, do, you, do you sing it the, first and then she sings it, and you go, okay, which one felt better? Yeah, we're trying every song, and some songs are more. Um, for her or combine with me or we we try we improvise and try everything actually mm-hmm. without without working too hard uh, to i must be in it or <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know improvising actually and uh, everyone everyone is um, taking a part of that too um, mm-hmm. with their um, opinions and so and uh, no hard feelings from anyone actually uh i mean i think that at the end of it all the most important thing is what's best for the song not what's best yeah, for absolutely. whoever sings it for their ego you know yeah yeah. One of the things we talked about just a little earlier, we were talking about the kind of esoteric um, aspect to the lyrics and somewhat um, occult type thing. Uh, is that a personal thing for you or is that something that you're open to talking to about? Well, we're, we're not into the occult actually, but um, it's... Um it's there as an inspiration mm-hmm. and um, combined with the mystic and the night love for the night and nature and uh, yeah it works out well the form mm-hmm. of a uh, lycanthropy actually and we like that kind of form and that's yeah that's the little um, black pearl with this band, I think. I think that that's really good because I feel like sometimes some bands kind of go too far with it to the point where you're just like, okay, this is kind of cheesy. But then mm. like with a band like like you guys to be exact, actually like just like you guys, it's like when I hear your songs, it makes me think a little more like, you know, you know, huh? You know, like I kind of get where they're coming from, but I want to know a little more. You know, and yeah. is that kind of what you hope to shoot for? Sometimes is that you don't want to give it absolutely. all away in a song? Absolutely, absolutely. You want to. You don't want to um, uh, describe um, too much, and uh, you want to leave the puzzles for people to uh, wonder. Well, that Do you means, know? Oh, yeah. What I mean? No, mm. absolutely. Because, you know, some, in a poetic way, that's probably that's, that's exactly because one of the things I've noticed is that some bands can be so literate, you know, that like, mm. y- you know, like that it's there's really no guessing. It's like, OK, this is what this is about. Like, you've just put it all out for me. And, you know, like a good example is with. You know, Axis of Margaret, if I hadn't read that description of what it was about, you know, as far as what Thomas said in the press, I would have painted mm. a completely different picture in my head. And that's a good thing. Yeah. 
because, you know, I feel like that a great song is a song that makes you think and that makes you draw your own conclusions or makes you. Yeah, just like a painting or what do you want to. Oh. For me, it's, you know, listening to a song, it's basically the same thing as um, what, what's um, catching my interest is when you hear a song uh, and you wonder in your thoughts and, um, yeah, just <laughs> and oh, com- um, when you see... Uh, uh, art picture or illustration or whatever mm-hmm. and you you feel you get all those different um, views from it yeah depending on who's looking at it and um, to leave not all the the, the trace you is it the right word? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly exactly what you're saying. It, basically, what you what if you, you can correct me is like what you're saying is that like you should be able to like two different people should be able to look at a piece of art or something and have yeah. two completely different meanings to themselves mm. because they're looking at it different and instead of leaving every trace of a message behind, you've given yeah. just enough to say. Okay, interpret this your way. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> okay. Man, I wish you were here. We could have a beer over this, man. <laughs> Absolutely. When the when the time comes. Well, so that's we're, in the... we're both in Florida, probably. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Next time you're in Florida, well, I'll definitely drive down. Or you can just come over to Georgia. I have a great basement down here. You can hang out here. We can drink beer and listen to records. Sounds good. <laughs> well, so maybe take the airstream for a ride. Oh man! Oh, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. I always wanted an airstream, man. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would probably just live yeah, in it. Sounds anyway. good. <laughs> well, so, so then we go to Oregon and uh, to the redwood uh, forests north of uh, California. Oh I yes. Think. Beautiful. Where they Let's just, do it. Where they just made magic mushrooms legal. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> that, yeah, I was about to say, you could write all kinds of songs up there with that, you know? Yeah, and climb those big trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one of the things I also wanted to point out, at least to me, was that I've noticed that so I only heard of you guys because of a friend of mine who lives in Sweden who plays in a yeah. band called Children of the Sun. And Okay. okay. And um have you heard of them before? Yeah, I think they're from the same city as us actually. I think so because the uh, the guitar yeah. player Jacob uh, him and I were talking yeah. one day and he said something about, oh, so, somebody he knows works with somebody from a band that, that I think you would like. And I was like, what are they called? He was, he was like, Ligentropy. I was like, okay, I'm going to look this band up. And then all of a sudden, like, I felt like I discovered something new. But then now I'm starting mm-hmm. to see your name more and more, especially here in the American press. I mean, have you noticed more attention being drawn to the band since the release yeah. of Spiritual Absolutely. 
much more interviews so <laughs> with the, both uh, Spanish and Italian and uh, now American how have how how has the reaction <laughs> from America besides you know me being freakishly obsessive with you guys um <laughs> you're actually the first uh, from the from America but uh, I have some more interviews later on oh um, well, but, so but it's all good first. I'm so but, glad to be the first um, yeah <laughs> the best oh right now. shucks man well thank you I, I i hope i hope everyone else is not good so i can keep this yeah title. absolutely but yeah. well yeah, not so good those others uh, or, actually or, or very well, some of them but um some well some was not so very good actually well, so that <laughs> they, was, they, oh go ahead they, they thought he'd he misunderstood me in uh, one guy misunderstood me taking us for being a political political band that's uh, not close <laughs> oh yeah not not close at all actually <laughs> no no matter of fact if actually anything, the difference I was uh, big gonna, difference uh, I was <laughs> the other direction <laughs> like if anything i feel like like licentropy's music kind of takes it's more me, fiction yes it takes me on this journey that kind of removes mm. me from the real Reality. world which is kind of sucking right now you know with the yeah. pandemic and with our crazy fucking donald trump who won't leave and you know yeah, he's this, a crazy bastard <laughs> oh he's crazy bastard but like i can listen to your music and all of a sudden not think about it and I think that that's something that's really special. Now, is that is that is that what you like to listen to? Like, what are some of the bands that do that for you? That like take you on a journey when you listen to them? Well, I can't uh, think of any band for the moment, but we have a Swedish artist. He's um, is uh, gone, past. Uh, he's dead, actually. But um, his name is Bo Hansson. You should uh, listen to him. Actually, Ooh. there's there there you have uh, really some um, some traveling in music. Mm-hmm. And he's a big inspiration for both me and Thomas. That is awesome. You'll have to type that out for me so that I can look for. Yeah, it. I can do it after. Yes, because I would love to. That's one of the things to me that I love so much about doing this and talking to musicians is that, um, you know, like musicians that I really admire is that not only do I hope to become friends with them if there's a connection there, is that I always love to learn about new artists and bands that I've never heard of. And to me, hearing that like word of mouth is the best way to discover new things, which is how I discovered you. Yeah. Well, so, good. Good that you did. <laughs> well, you can thank Jacob from Children of the Sun. <laughs> yeah, we will do that. Well, so yeah, so I have really enjoyed talking to you. So I'm only going to ask you like one more question, and that is that you know we have the pandemic going on, which obviously is causing a lot of bands to not yeah. be able to tour and whatnot. Um, does Lick and Trophy have any plans to do anything like maybe like a streaming concert or are you going to, are there going to be anything that we can see 
in 2020 or maybe going into next year? No plans for a streaming show or so, but um, before the pandemic hit uh, hit us, or when um, before before the pandemic actually, uh, we had uh, big plans for mm-hmm. tours, and so so that uh, will be when it's all over actually, and probably when it's all over the pandemic. We probably end up with another record, actually. The album number four will probably be... uh, That's our plan, actually, for the moment. Uh, Since we don't do any gigs Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, so we have uh, lots of time to to work with the new material. And it's probably so easier, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably easier to do when you're a band that doesn't rely on being a band for money, you know, like where, mm. you know, you can actually do this because you truly love it and for the artistic value of it. And so by not being able to tour or play shows, you can just say, oh, well, you know what, we're just going to keep making music until we can go out and play shows. Are there uh, when you guys record? Is there leftover material like songs that you recorded that didn't make the album? And if so, no. Oh, oh really? No, there's not. No, no. <laughs> so you go in with just the amount of songs to record. Well, we do it like this. Um, we maybe have um, as in this album. We maybe we had uh, ten songs. Mm-hmm. But we felt that those eight were the songs we want to put in. Those others, maybe we toss it out or work with it later on, Mm -hmm. probably. We don't know. (laughs) If you don't get the feeling, the correct feeling, Mm -hmm. well, then it's... It's um, you can put it aside and work with it later, probably, but or not. <laughs> That's very true. Like, you know, if it's going to work or not with the material that you've got planned to go into a record with. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, Martin, I've had a great time talking to you. I feel like I could talk to you all day. You know, we'd have to have beers, of course, but um you're a great guy and Lycanthropy's new album Tales to Be Told is fantastic your band is great and I I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk and just answer all my curious questions thank you it was all my pleasure